0: When it comes to finding your life's love or passion, is there really only one? I'm guessing you think that's a strange introduction for a marketing conversation, but it's not. Because just like finding that one true love, as an entrepreneur, the question is, is there one true passion? That's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than a Few Words Marketing Conversation for Business Owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. Today, I'm excited to have a chance to chat once again with Jennifer Crawford. Over the years, she's been a guest on our show multiple times. We've talked about many of her passions, from podcasting and conferences to virtual assistant. But Jennifer has recently narrowed her focus. And she's made a decision to focus her energy exclusively on her business, Sparent, And that's what we're going to talk about today. Jennifer, welcome back. It is so good to be back. Thank you for having
1: me once again, Lorraine. And I think just the fact that uh, we have had many conversations about many topics has funneled into today's topic pretty nicely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So let's start with Sparent, the virtual assistant business that you co-founded. Yeah. What led you to do that? And then we'll talk about what led you to the decision to make that your whole world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody talks about in the entrepreneurial space about finding your why. And it can be a complex journey to find your why, your zone of genius. We're all very complex onions uh, with many layers. Uh, human onions is what we are. Um, and I uh, had always just—I embraced entrepreneurship from my very first business as a woman. You know, that is where I found f- not only financial independence but confidence. I also found a way to sort of circumvent sexism by, you know, being my own boss. And I've always just had such a strong passion for it. At Spirit we work with women, founders, business owners, CEOs and and we're essentially helping them grow and scale their businesses by taking the day-to-day operations off their plate. So it it has really answered my why. I get to work with amazing, talented, intelligent, driven women every day who are accomplishing so much through their through their businesses, and I get to help them in, in every day. And so it, it answers that why and brings me just immense joy every day in this business. So I, I think that answers your question. And that is definitely Cliff Notes version, but I think, I think you'll get it.
0: <laughs> that absolutely covers the first question of why you do what you do. But you're a little like me, and you have what I refer to as entrepreneurial ADD, I think. So what brought you to the moment where you went, no, I've got one, just one focus. I have one thing and I'm going to let go of all the other
1: things. Yeah, ab- absolutely. It's such a, such a great question. It really took some self-reflection. And like many people, you know, the pandemic, if, you know, I hate that we had to have a pandemic to have a silver lining, But the silver lining for a lot of people, me included, is that it sort of like put the brakes on a lot of things, gave us space and time to reevaluate what we really wanted out of life. What was really meaningful to us in our lives and what we were spending time on that wasn't meaningful, but we were just sort of in this pattern of doing it. Um, It broke the pattern. and you know, thank goodness it did. I mean, for me anyway, and I think a lot of people are, are thankful that their patterns were broken and i never heard the term entrepreneurial ADD, but it's so fitting. I, I was calling it myself multi-passionate. I'd heard the term at some point in my you know entrepreneurial journey and I just latched onto it and I said, that's me. I am multi-passionate. Don't put me in a box. You know, don't expect me to do a 30 second elevator pitch. I'm much too complex of a person. And so, you know, I had lots of interests. Podcasting—I was doing podcasting conferences. Yeah, I was doing all sorts of things. And at the time, they were great and fun. But in the end, I realized, you know, Spirit was was really where I found like such fulfillment and uh, meaning. And the other things were actually distracting me from the success making that business a success. So I when I looked at it I was like I am doing a lot of things in a mediocre way when I could be doing one thing really really well. So I just dropped everything essentially and I focused on Sparent and during the pandemic we grew that business 400 over 400% in one year. That told me a lot about, you know, the difference it makes when you focus on on something and I haven't felt like I Missing out on anything. I haven't felt like I had to sacrifice in order to do that. And I just feel like I wish I had actually come
0: to that realization a little sooner, but better late than never. You know, it's interesting that you say that because when I started my business, I had a very different idea of what my business was going to be. And while I was chasing what I thought my business was going to be about, I kept bumping into people who wanted me to help them with their marketing. One day I woke up and I went, oh, I have a marketing company. Yeah. It happened by accident, but it was bringing me a lot of joy. And it was much easier to sell. And I think that was an important part of my decision process.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting how we sometimes choose the path of more resistance instead of least resistance. And, you know, it helped me a little bit to read um, the book Zone of Genius because it really uh, delineates the your, your zone of incompetence to your and, and, and differentiates. What really helped me was differentiating between my zone of excellence and the zone of genius because they're very different. But as an entrepreneur, um, I felt like I was spending more time in my zone of excellence, which is you know the things that you're trained to do, you're experienced, you can te- you know, but your your zone of genius is your life's greater work, you know the 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 more meaningful work where you're going to make the most impact. So kind of discovering some that book that kind of defined what I was experiencing in a in a really
0: clear way was really helpful for me. Absolutely. So for you, it may have been easier because of the pandemic, but as you're unbundling from some of the things that you did for a long time, the podcast, conference, some of the other things, any remorse or sadness or anything that made it difficult to do?
1: No, you know what, I think what made it difficult was that I felt obligated Although nobody was telling me I was obligated but myself I felt like well I started this conference I'm obligated to do it until the day I die and it was all just mind garbage essentially so I really had to had to figure out like why I'm doing the things I'm doing is it because I'm really driven to do them or is it out of a sense of obligation because when I really looked at things, I was like, I was starting to dread doing things related to anything other than spirit. It was a chore, it was, I was procrastinating. I was not finding any sort of joy from um, those other things. And so I really, you know, the pandemic helped a lot because it put the brakes on before I would have put the brakes on and opened my eyes to, you know, what was possible that I didn't have to feel obligated to the things that I'd started or had shown interest in just because I had started them one day. I didn't have to keep going. And sometimes we are blind to our own options. You know, We just get into it and we're just like, okay, this is what I do now. And it was just enlightening, I think, to realize that, I mean, I feel kind of silly saying it, but I just, it didn't occur to me that I could stop.
0: I think that's typical of entrepreneurs because those things are not failures. Your conference was successful, right. and so it is harder to walk away from something that is successful but is no longer really right for you. Right.
1: Yeah, and I don't regret doing the conference. I learned so much. I mean, I I definitely added to um, my business acumen through my experience with that event, but. But yeah, it was time for it to be over. And, you know, the benefits of, you know, honing your focus are just so amazing. I mean, I'm working less hours. I'm less stressed. There's more joy in my life, more control, more financial freedom. Not all about the money, but it's a lot about the money. I mean, it is. I mean, because that is what, you know, gives us a lot of that time and, and financial freedom. It's just, you know... Bring in more revenue. And it's amazing how much more revenue you can bring in when you're just focused on one thing. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Well, Jennifer, I I could chat forever. We're just going to have to have you back again sometime. I would love that. But this was a fabulous conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lorraine.
1: I I love your podcast, both being on it, but especially listening to it.
0: Thank you. That's very sweet. And I am going to encourage everybody... If you are curious if you want to learn more about what Jennifer Crawford is dedicating her life to, if you are thinking that your business needs an extra hand, then you really need to check out sparent.co to learn more about the mother of all virtual agencies. <laughs> Jennifer, thanks again. Thank you. And If you're looking for resources for your business, check out digitaltoolbox.club. Training programs, white papers, worksheets, everything you need to start and grow your business. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.